first to get the AstraZeneca shot. The vaccine means everything to me. I mean, it's my mind. It's, it's the only way of getting back to a bit of normal life. There are discussions here in the U.S. with the FDA and Moderna about giving people between 18 and 55 half doses of its vaccine to increase the number of people getting inoculated. It's a rarity for Silicon Valley. CBS's Wendy Gillette says Google employees announced today they're unionizing. Over 200 episode of his reality TV show. Chinese regulators have cracked down on his Alibaba business empire. S&P Future. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. At CBS News, our mission is to provide you with the facts you need to stay safe and informed. CBS This Morning and the CBS Evening News continue to deliver the latest news and developments on the COVID-19 outbreak. You can watch our free streaming service, CBSN, 24-7 at our website or on your phone using the CBS News app. Right now, we know you have a lot of questions and are looking for answers. And we want you to know CBS News is here to help you make sense of it all. Something to cheer about for fans of an NFL team that didn't make the playoffs. It was a highlight in an otherwise forgettable season for the Detroit Lions. 64 yarder from Matt Taylor, who knocks it through as good as anybody in NFL history. The call on Fox as kicker Matt Prater nailed a long field goal in yesterday's loss to Minnesota. Turns out his 59-yarder earlier this year against Washington clinched a free Bud Light beer for every adult in Detroit. It was part of Bud's head-to-head competition between Prater and Denver kicker Brandon McManus. McManus's best this season was a 58-yarder against New Orleans back in November. Steve Kaif and CBS News. For the first time in 18 years, Cleveland's headed for the playoffs. The Browns clinched a wild-card spot with a win over Pittsburgh. Some fans in uncharted territory. I was born in 2002. This is my first time ever seeing the Browns in the playoffs. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called Medicare. It's
Siemens Grocery is your family-owned grocery store where customer service is still a priority. At Siemens, you'll find high-quality, healthy, fresh foods, including fresh, natural Amish chicken. Siemens opened their doors in 1951 and for three generations has offered the highest quality produce and finest cuts of meats. How long has it been since you've been to Siemens? Siemens Grocery and Marathon, 305 West Union Street, Athens, 730 to 9, Monday through Saturday, Sundays from 10 to 7. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Rutland Bottle Gas here. If it's propane, we do it. Residential service, commercial cylinder exchange, residential 100-pound cylinder exchange, auto gas, commercial bulk service, agriculture applications, and many more propane-related services that are too many to mention. We service northern West Virginia and many counties in central and southern Ohio. Give us a call at our Rutland location at 740-742-2511 or our Plains location at 740-797-4675 or you can visit us at rutlandbottlegas.com. Hi. I'm Brent Hartman, owner of O'Neill Hartman Insurance, and I'd like to tell you why you should consider doing business with O'Neill Hartman Insurance. Reason number one, we're a third-generation family-owned business. My grandfather, Bob O'Neill, and parents, Ralph and Peggy Hartman, founded and operated O'Neill Hartman Insurance for 42 years before me. From an early age, I was taught to put your customers first and do what you tell people you're going to do. So talk to your friends and neighbors. Chances are, we have some of them insured, and they may be paying less than you. Give us a call today at 797-4685. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, SentryNationalBank.com. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH. Weekend has passed, and um, it's been exhausting this uh, holiday period. In a good way, I guess. It's a Monday, folks. What are we? January 4th, I think. That's right, January 4th. Uh, certainly not a real pleasant looking day out there. Kind of gray and 
uh, what would you call it? What's, what word would you use, Scott? Well, I said this morning on, uh, oh, good morning, by the way. Um, I said this morning on the morning show that it looked a little foggy out there. So, yeah. um, I don't know if it's I mean, fog, I, haze. It's just not an uplifting look, you know? Yeah, I, I call it, uh, there's sunshine beyond the horizon of those clouds. Day. Okay. Well, that that puts a little better tone to it, <laughs> certainly. January 4th, though, it is. And uh, a whole new year, 2021. And uh, let's hope that this one is, shines a great deal brighter than uh, 2020. And I'm specifically really referring to the COVID situation, but uh, there's probably some other things, too, that in each of our lives we'd like to have go just a bit better. So that's, uh, you know, that, that leads you into this whole concept of resolutions, right? You know, New Year's resolutions. We may talk about that in a few minutes. Well, let's see here. We have a color already, and um, I wanted to, I've got several things to say, but they called first, so let's, let's uh, put them on. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, indeed. <laughs> Hi. How we doing, Dave? I think we're fine. Yeah. You, you sound knowing that where I live. You, you sound different on this phone, whatever you're using. Well, I'm at the doctor's office. I'm outside waiting on him, and I, see. I don't have a speakerphone on. Okay. And I'm kind of hoarse. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of cow. <laughs> but um, no. <laughs> I take them Buckeyes. Well, hey, how about that? How about that? Yeah, if they play like they did against Alabama, Alabama don't stand a chance. Boy, Ohio State dominated, didn't they? <laughs> they just kicked Clemson out yeah. the door. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll talk to you later. They just hollered at me. Okay, I, I got the impression. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Day. Okay, yeah. bye-bye. Yeah, they just called his name. Doctor's ready. Yeah. He had to he had to behave today. He was at the doctor's office. Yeah, he there. was in his normal uh, tickety boo. Yeah, <laughs> jolly old self. <laughs> and hopefully that's not because of how he's feeling, but he's just behaving in the doctor's office. Yeah, trying to be polite and yeah. quiet, but hopefully he's doing well and will heal up. Folks, it's my pleasure to mention something, and it, it brought to light uh, Charlie um, or as he's known today, Chuck. Chuck Lay, former employee here at the radio station for some years. He also babysat Jackie and Nick as children when we lived on Patton Street. Um, But Charlie sent me a message um saying that his mother, Barbara Lay, um, was celebrating a birthday today. And it was the 93rd birthday, something like that. I think you mentioned somewhere that number earlier this morning. And I, uh, the type of message he used to get it to me, I've, I've not been able to find it again. <laughs> So I'm doing it from memory. Forgive me if I'm 
have some inaccuracies. But uh, golly, um, Barbara Lay, I've known her for years and years and years, and what a great listener she is. And um, of course, the kids. And, and um, oh my, we miss Phil. He passed um, some time ago, and he was a wonderful musician, great guitar player, and everything. Yeah, just a and, and, great guy. And Jack Lay, her husband, who's been gone some years as well, was, you know, the principal at um, uh, what would that be? Ch- not Chancy, but um, was it Shade? Shade, thank you. The Shade Elementary School. The Shade and, Panthers. Yeah. And um, just a great family that lived just around the corner from us at that point. And um, anyway, Barbara Lay, our name of the day. Now, that brought up something interesting. We used to have a popular feature called Name of the Day. And Charlie or Chuck, I'm... I. You, you're the one responsible for me um, uh, saying this next part here. Somehow or other, that disappeared. And we, we think it happened when one of our employees took another job. And that bit of information never got passed along to the next person in that role. So, folks, we're going to make an effort to reestablish what we used to do called Name of the Day. And anybody can nominate anyone. There doesn't have to be necessarily a reason given. But if you provide us a little bit of information besides just a name, that's helpful too. You can send it in. Uh, you can, um, I hesitate, with our new phone systems, I hesitate to say call it in, but let's try that for a while and see if that too will work. But uh, certainly a, a quick scribbled note mailed to Box 210 Athens. Uh, we'll make sure that we do it. And um, I don't know, it's... We think it's been almost three and a half, four years now since we've had Name of the Day regularly. And I, I felt badly that I hadn't realized it. And I want to get it going again. It was a neat feature. So Barbara Lay, Name of the Day today. Yeah, and with that, uh, you know, if you know of somebody having a birthday or... Maybe a wedding anniversary uh, or anniversary of some sorts. If you know someone, they would, you would just like to nominate right. for the name of the day. Precisely. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So let us know. Weather-wise, today 39 are high. They're saying um, 28 tonight. 41 tomorrow. In fact, as I look ahead here for the next week or so, um, really nothing above 41 and nothing below 25 at night. So very 
simple, I guess. Uh, let's see, any mention of precipitation? I guess tomorrow there's a 40% chance. All did, right. you, did you hear Don mention before he had to go that it was snowing at his no, place? No, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. How did I miss that? Uh, well, I don't know. We were You may be being, uh, lo else. looking at something else yeah. there, but yeah, I heard him say it was snowing there, and, and this morning there was a mix of light, very light rain, very light snow, and uh, just a bit of a coating starting to develop on 33, especially mm -hmm. up here, uh, the cut in the hill, mm -hmm. as it's referred to. And, uh, yeah, it was, I didn't think we were supposed to have any, but Mother Nature has control of that, not what we think. Well, once again, it's January 4th. Uh, we now have 361 days left. <laughs> and <laughs> Modern is, math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our highlight in history, we go back to the year... 1965, when on the date of January 4th, President Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, delivered his State of the Union address in which he outlined his goals for his great society. And uh, he spoke about that here in Athens. Right. On the, uh, what do they call it, the, the West Portico? Of of, of Memorial Auditorium. Of Templeton Blackburn Memorial Auditorium, yes. I don't think it was Templeton Blackburn Not then, at the time. But it is certainly now. It is now, yes. Let's see here. Singers. Barbara Rush is 94. She was an actress. Grace Brumbry is 84, opera singer. Diane Cannon, 82, actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anne Magnuson, another actress, 65. Patty Loveless, the country singer, 64. Actor... Uh, Patrick Cassidy is 59. Another actor, Dave Foley, 58. And yet another, Dot Jones, is 57. We can do one more. Actor Rick Hurst is 56. One, two, three, four, right each a year apart. Um, actress Julia Ormond is 56. Uh, now I'm running into some names I don't know. Oh, well, we'll just go to the youngest person listed today. It is a, an actor and singer, Coco Jones, 23. I assume a male. And uh, so just got a text. Saying that someone was trying to call in, Dr. J.W. Smith. So just checking the phone line there. Okay. Well, I was not paying attention to the little lights over here, so. Try again, Dr. J.W. I, I apologize if I didn't see your uh, 
blinking lights. Today is National Trivia Day. We're pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Spaghetti Day. It's National Thank God It's Monday Day. And it's National Missouri Day, the state of Missouri. Of all of those, the National Trivia Day, that catches my eye the most. And I'd love to bring you some examples of trivia, but I didn't prepare for that. Maybe we'll do it down the road here. I do have our daily COVID report. And I hope you find um, this information useful and in some ways encouraging. I was talking to my wife on the phone last night. And remember, she's been in California for about three months now and returns this coming Friday evening. And she was saying... Uh, you know, she's she's worried about the air trip and all of that, and exposures, and I said, well, she said, Ohio's really bad, isn't it? I said, no, California's worse. And really? Well, they say right in our area, it's not bad at all. Yeah, well, um... You know, Southern California um, is a big area. And, you know, you think of Los Angeles, you think of San Diego, but you sometimes forget the, peri the areas that are still hugely populated in between. Orange County, right? Yep. That's, that's where she is. We do have a caller now, and hopefully it's uh, JW. Good morning. Depends on your perspective, young man. Well, it is J.W. It could be the hopeful J.W. or it could be J.W. If it's you like. I'll take hopeful. Good choice. Ding. There you go. I you go straight to the front of the line. There you go. I want to nominate Scott Daly for the name of the day. Yeah? Now, I wanted to call about Barbara Lay. Um, great lady. Yes. She, um, the mother of a, one of the greatest guitarists ever. Phil Lay used to play for me and so many others. Right. And every time I met, I met and meet Barbara, she was just, uh, you know, you meet some people and they just, um, they just exude warmth and positivity. Let me take it a step further. The whole family is like that. Yeah, I think that's right. And Charlie, although everybody, nobody calls him Charlie anymore. They call him Chuck. But Charlie, I can't get over it. I've known him all his life. Uh, and he worked here at the station. Um, what a great guy. You know, his wife is a very famous on-air radio personality. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. And, um, oh, well. Okay. Yeah, yeah great family. And I'm on-air personality. I still don't know how to wrap my head around that. Scott, are you an on-air personality yet? Or, yes. Like, yes. when do you cross over? And and many other things too. Yeah, that's, that's funny to me. On-air personality. He's a pretty good sanitizer. 
<laughs> that is so 20th century. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? <laughs> but I wanted to say it about Barbara. And uh, every time I think about Phil, and I think you're right, you can't. Isn't that the beauty about typically good families mm-hmm. produce good people? Not always, but typically. Now, the father is who I knew the least, Jack. But I've always heard good reports about him. Well, I'm glad Barbara Lay is Barbara Lay. And Barbara, if you're listening or someone tell her, I just think she's fantastic. There you go. And that's I'm, what I, I'm, want to I have a high hunch she is listening. And that's from Hopeful JW. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check on another thing for me for Friday and let me know. Yes, sir. What? Will do. Some sort of food order or what? <laughs> Babe, this is just this. This is why we keep you around. It's yeah. a big just to keep secret. us distracted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might not be here Friday. Okay, it's a big secret, isn't it? <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, guys. You thank bet. you, Doctor J. Thank you, you for the nomination too. Yes, sir. Very kind of you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Note to Krista: Scott cannot be name of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I even said that. I don't, so don't either. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the COVID stuff. Uh, here in Athens, as of yesterday, we have had a total of 3,171 cases. Right now, 463 are considered active. Of that number, 136 are being hospitalized in some fashion. And if you subtract that from 463, that means 327 are recovering at their homes. We've had nine deaths so far. Um... Our, um, so we had 25 new cases just yesterday. And now we have 2,699 people who are fully recovered. That's our county. Now I'll do the state. Now, our county has 70,777 people. Our state has 11,689,100 people. And, of course, as you all well know, Athens is one of 88 counties that make up the state. Several counties have well over a million population. Well, anyway, um, as of yesterday, the state of Ohio had had 721,481 cases. Remember, Athens has had 3,071. Okay, so if you blend those in from those against the 
total populations. The state of Ohio has had 6% that have gotten coronavirus. Athens has had 4%. And I'm rounding off the decimals a bit. So I think we, that's, you know, that speaks well of Athens, right? Mm, yep. Um, now, if we were more like this state, we would, okay, once again, just to repeat the figure, we've had 3,171 cases less far. Those aren't all active. A lot of them have been recovered. Most of them. But if we had been like this state, we would have then not had 3,000, but we would have had 4,369 cases. That's 11, almost 1,200 more cases than we had. Again, I'm just trying to present a bit of hope. Um, that doesn't mean you relax your guard any. Doesn't mean you don't have to wear the masks. But you got to use common sense. You got to care about one another. Treat each other res with respect. And I'm talking about the mask stuff and that. All right. Social distance, wash your hands frequently. Let's go on. <clears throat> so, in the state of Ohio, we've given you the basics. We'll give you some more. Right now, we have 5,933 in ICU units. Now, we've heard what a, a real toll that's taken on the hospitals all around the state. You have patients that require the incubators and the, um, the respirators. Respirators. Ventilators. That's what I meant to say, respirators. Yeah. And um, all of that. So 5,933 in the ICU units. There's another 32,865 patients, not in ICU, but still in the hospital. This is yesterday. We have 32,000. Wait a minute. Let me start this over. I have many figures here, and I, I think I blended a line with my eyesight. Okay, so we got 5,933 in ICU. We've got 32,865 in the hospital, but not in ICU. We got 94,024 people recovering at their homes. Okay, so since this whole thing started, we've had 600, I'm sorry, 721,481 cases. Um, 5,000, 
579,583 have recovered. And therefore, 141,898 are currently active. What about the age? It's been a while since we mentioned that. It would seem that 53% of the cases are of the female gender. 46% are of male. And we talk about the median age. Now, by the way, we've had cases as low as less than a year. And as high as 107 years of age. But when we talk about the median, 43 Should we do the U.S. and the world, too? Sure. Yep. On a Monday. Yep. Okay. Let's see where we were from last week. United States. We have 20,962,946 cases since it began. 58,000, roughly, were new yesterday. In terms of those that are active, instead of 20, almost 21 million, there's 8 million. Which means that 12 million have recovered. Nationwide, we've had 359,278 deaths. That's 1.7% of those that have contracted it. Okay. Worldwide... By the way, there's 7.8 billion people living in the world. Cases as of yesterday totaled 85,299,000. I'll leave it at that. Which is basically um, one point. 1% of our Earth's population. Um, there were new deaths yesterday, about totaling 5,302 people. And the deaths worldwide so far have totaled 1,848,500. Now, even though we said 85 million cases, again, remember, many of them have recovered. So, how many are active today? 23,137,700. And the difference, which is 60 million, 
313,134 have recovered. So that's the study I've been keeping. I do it every day around 2 or 2.30. Quite remarkable. Let's do some history stuff, Scott. Let's see. Um, Let's do it. Today, <clears throat> on this date, but years ago. The year was 1847. Samuel Colt sells his first revolver, a pistol, to the United States government. The Colt. 1847. In 1865, the New, York, the New York Stock Exchange opens its first permanent headquarters at um, 10 Broad Street, near Wall Street, in New York City. Actually, as I look here, I think it, it was two buildings, 10 and 12 Broad Street, in New York City. Jump ahead about another hundred years. In 1959, Luna 1 uh, becomes the first craft to leave Earth's gravity. Nineteen sixty one, the longest recorded strike ends as the Danish barber's assistance in a thirty three end a thirty three year strike. In, can you imagine what the Danish men must and women must have looked like? Um, a 33-year strike with long hair? No, I guess I can't imagine that, other than the long hair part. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people learned at home how to do that. Okay, <clears throat> it's a, that's an interesting one. <laughs> yes. In 2007, the 110th United States Congress convenes and, and elects Nancy Pelosi as the first female speaker of the House. I think she was just reelected by the closest vote ever. For Speaker of the House, only by seven votes, I think. We've got a couple of uh, pictures here to um, share with you. These are people who, well, in this case, these are all birthdays. Yeah. So first, uh, Don Shula. He actually died in this past year. But he was born in 1930. And um, so on this date of January 4th, he would have been 91 years of age. Yep. Legendary NFL coach of the Miami Dolphins. The only team ever to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. 1972, I believe, was the year. Um, another guy from somewhat modern times is that of Floyd Patterson. 
championship boxer. Didn't he go on to become an actor? Uh, I think maybe in some smaller parts. Okay. Yeah. He was born on this date in 1935. He died in 2006. Gonna need a little little help with this next one. Jacob Grimm with two M's. Born on this date in 1785. This is who I thought it was. Remember the Grimm's fairy tales? Okay. He was uh, a German philologist, philologist. That's what it is. Philologist, jurist, and folklorist. He is known as the discoverer of Grimm's Law of Linguistics and the author of Deutsch Mythologie and the editor of Grimm's Fairy Tales. That's the one we're getting to. And um, he lived to be, uh, I can't do the math, I think 78. Died in 1863. Okay, now some famous death dates. Erwin... Schrodinger, and I'll help you with that. Erwin is E-R-W-I-N, last name S-C-H-R-O-D-I-N-G-E-R. Erwin Rudolf Joseph Alexander Schrodinger. Wow. Sometimes written as Erwin Schrodinger, was a Nobel Prize winning Austrian Irish physicist who developed a number of fundamental results uh, in physics. Now, give me his full name again. Erwin Rudolf Joseph Alexander Schrodinger. Uh. We'll call him Er. Er. For short. Okay. Supper. T.S. Eliot died on this date in 1965, born in 1888. He was a poet, if yeah, I'm yeah. not mistaken. Right Thomas bet. Stearns Eliot was an American-born British poet, essayist, publisher, playwright, literary critic, and editor, considered one of the 20th century's major poets. He is a central figure in English-language modernist poetry. Um, I went to print some stuff this morning, and someone had put um, some paper in wrong, so it's all goofy. But I'm going to try to make out a couple things here. These are all weekend... Um, Headlines, you might say. Evidently, the president called, was it Wisconsin? Georgia. Okay. Yes, I see you're right here. And it was pressuring the Georgia election officials saying, we need 11,800 votes. Surely you can produce that, words to that effect. These officials said, no, sir, we cannot. 
And the entire phone call, which as I understand it lasted 30 minutes, was somehow or other recorded and has been played aloud on different media sources. And it really makes me feel badly. Um, but there's still this whole thing about overturning the election results. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. And, um, I think it's time for the president to, I'm using one of my dad's expressions, pull up his britches and just act like a man. And I hope that doesn't offend too many people. Um... Another story. Um, oh, this Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine has now been approved. But the first country to do so was that of India. But it is believed that other countries will follow quickly. There's also a lesser-known vaccine that was also approved at the same time. Now, you know, let me skip away from the story for a minute. The, the concern seems to be not so much now the vaccine, but getting it in people. And... There's a lot of people waving fingers and, and shaking their heads about how that is or isn't being accomplished as expected. Um, they thought they would have vaccinated far more by now than they have. And, of course, we've heard about the one particular type Pfizer, I guess, that requires this unusual uh, super cold environment to keep it effective. And um, so the, the my point to all of this is you know, I'm 71 I've had docs say to me, well, you, you can expect to receive it earlier than some others because of your sheer age. Um, other people who have additional underlying health conditions 
very likely will receive it sooner than I will. I, I have no problem with that. I, I think my wife may be among one of those. But can't we simply have a tremendous effort to get this done? You know, I think of, um, oh, our National Guard. And um, organizations such as that. Giving an injection is not complicated. I have at one time was authorized to do that sort of thing. Um, I think National Guards soldiers could be organized and this be done in a very thorough methodical manner manner and um, mercy we hear about how the hospitals are just overburdened with their the tasks they must perform already I think we must turn to a different source to help get this done. Yeah, I'm even hearing uh, some reports of considerations of giving uh, the vaccine in, in half doses to be able to spread more of it around. Well, well, what if... I'm hearing more like... A half dose doesn't work. Well, you know, if you give four... For well, parts yeah, of it. it takes you longer to, to do it. I'm just hearing that they're not getting enough going in the first place. Yeah. That the stuff's being delivered, but not injected. Ad administered, yeah. Okay, we have another caller. Good morning. Good morning. Um, in regard to this uh, COVID uh, distribution, that's why in the beginning, when they talked about distribution, instead of dumping it onto the states, they should have had a national effort to do that because this is so big. Can you imagine National Guard's people now coming out to take bodies out of the California areas that are so hit and putting them in who knows where, I guess, refrigerated trucks and so on? Mm -hmm. it was, I was surprised that your wife would actually think it wasn't as bad as it is out there in California. Well, it's everywhere in the state. Right. I have relatives there too, so right. I do know that. Um, you know, and something that boggled my mind when I heard that tape with um, with Trump trying to um, oh talk to uh, Georgia people. Yes, yeah. to talk to that Ohio, uh, not Ohio, the Georgia Secretary of State. We also have a Republican as a um, uh, um, Secretary of State here, and he's sticking by his is, you know, he's not going to change if people came in like Trump and tell him to do so. But I thought that was one brave human being um, who did not drink the Kool-Aid. I think these people are drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay. And you know what that phrase refers to, all those 900 bodies mm. plus bodies over there. 
um, with the Jonestown and all of that. I mean, they have drunk the Kool-Aid. I got you. It sounds like mobster. This is what a mobster does. And he's actually been compared recently after that tape came out to Nixon. Nixon, his behavior was atrocious. He would drink and he would be nutty. And, I mean, that wasn't let out of the bag until recently making those comparisons. And I'm thinking it might be something wrong with him, with Mr. Trump. So it's just something that I'm glad you brought that up because I think unless you actually tune into the news and you know over the weekend we can't always get the news on your on your channel. And even the guy in charge yesterday could not get the news. He says, well, it wasn't important anyway because this is more important. I was amazed at that. I think that was a preacher. Wasn't that a preacher? I, I, what time of day? In the morning and so on when you have uh, somebody filling in. And besides, this is more important, he would say. Do, do, I guess the religious angle is the more important. The news is vital. Uh, we the people have to get the news. Yeah, I, I agree, okay. Because that's why you have your license. I, I, but that's not, um, I think he was just trying to move along and didn't know what to do. Well, he so, didn't have to tell us that. Well, I hope he's listening because that listen, sounds terrible. You could say the same thing of stuff I say. Um, you know... Something doesn't go right, and I say, well, we didn't need that anyway. And, and you know, I don't mean that, but it's just an expression. So give him a break. Anyway, I, I anyway, guess I think the I point is we need able to, to get, get the, the gremlins out of your system so that yeah. they can, uh, we can actually get the news because this is our only source of Gr news. Gremlins. We, gremlins. Well, I don't know what uh, they are, computer well, gremlins. I don't know. Yeah, you got it right, gremlins. Well, I, I'm but sure there's some other inappropriate um, words to use for it, but, you know, we won't do that on the air. When I, anyway, I, I was trying to much. have a joke there and say that gremlins have a, a nasty, uh, what do you call it, sex habit or something. They reproduce too quickly. Like um, COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I thank you very much for uh, bringing the news up and actually uh, putting it out to the public to discuss it because... We're trying. This is, this is in my lifetime, in your lifetime, in Scott's lifetime. This is the craziest election thing I think we've experienced. and we, We're not even in a third world country. Gotcha. Thank you. you bet. Bye. Bye-bye. 970 WETH. Um, all right. Well, you know what we haven't done, and we probably don't even have time to do it. Should we try? You better hurry. If you're going to. Okay. Okay. Um, boy, this is going to be tough here. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters. Oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your Inept Tech football team played RSVP. That's right. Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, the RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the 
results of that game, Coach. Were you able to pick up that first win of the season? I do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys, all the fighting oysters, acquitted themselves well out on the football field. I want to say that I am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and, and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there. They acquitted themselves fine. It was a real fine ball game. But, Coach, I think you're evading the issue. Did you pick up that first win of the season? Well, I do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time. We're not worried about what happened last week. We're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field as long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. Listening again, sports fans, Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far, and already it was halftime, and I looked up at the scoreboard, and it said 31 and zip, and they was the 31, and we was the zip, and, and when the ball game was all over, finally said and done with, well, they was 57, and we was zip. Seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score. Coach, with a 57 to nothing deficit, your new offense, the T-Bone offense, which you just instituted for this game, must not have performed too well. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. We'll do better. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Georgia's Secretary of State is defending his refusal to bow to President Trump's demands in a weekend phone call to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Brad Raffensperger tells ABC. We've debunked every one of those theories that have been out there, but the President Trump continues to believe them. The two Georgia GOP candidates facing runoff elections tomorrow are backing the president. Senator David Perdue tells Fox. I'm still shocked that a member of the Republican Party would tape a sitting president. It's disgusting in my view. President Trump and President-elect Biden will both be in Georgia today campaigning. The outcome of tomorrow's runoffs will determine the balance of power in the Senate. COVID deaths in the U.S. have just topped 350,000, and the Surgeon General is defending the slow pace of vaccination rollouts. Dr. Jerome Adams tells CBS this morning. A lot of the authority lies at the state level. You need federal support. You need state participation. And you also have to take into account vaccine hesitancy. The TSA says it screened a pandemic record 1.3 million people at airports yesterday. Teachers in Chicago are due to report to schools today.